When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And we are joined by the cutest one, and that is Jessica Conrad, our favorite email content creator. Hey! Hello, woman. Thank you for having me back. Oh my god, of course. You celebrated Donnie Appreciation Month with us last year, so we thought we'd have you back again. Yeah, Jessica, we're trauma bonded, so we had to have you back. (laughs) Hey, I survived. We made it, so. Last year, you came on to cover High School Musical, so originally we thought we'd bring you back for High School Musical too, but we already know your thoughts on like Sharpay and company. So we said, how about I force her to watch Cloverfield instead? Potato, potato, <laughs> basically the same movie, the same plot. Right, I know. I mean, we can make it Cloverfield the musical. Oh, I would see it twice. But I do need to know, I knew where you stood with High School Musical. I need to know what I'm getting myself into for the next hour. So did you like this movie? Okay, I'm going to be brutally honest. I did not like this movie. At oh, all. wow. Okay. I hated it. I hated it so much. Oh, okay. This Donnie Appreciation Month is really shaping up for me. So, what's really funny is I watched this movie, and then when I was watching it recently, I was like, I've seen this movie before. Always a good sign. Okay. I remember watching it like at my house when I was a teenager. I don't know what happened, but I remember I was like, this is a weird movie and then I watched it again and I go oh okay this is still a weird movie that's what it is said. yeah <laughs> and Donnie I have to say in a few short months we are about to celebrate our two-year anniversary of our work marriage and you still managed to surprise me every day because last year like you said we covered high school musical another notable one was teaching mrs tingle and this year we're kicking off donnie appreciation (laughs) month with a found footage movie about alien (laughs) spider monsters like respectfully what the fuck well here's the thing i love this movie so much and i'll get into the deeper reasons why later i do think there are things happening in the atmosphere in 2008 that made me enjoy it. But I loved this movie so much that in college, I was in college when it came out, I used to pretend I was in it when I went to the bar. So we would be walking to the bar and I would randomly stop and look at the sky and scream. And me and my friends would run the rest of the way to the bar. I'm sure that was super wonderful for all of the people <laughs> around you who were like, are we about to get mugged? Is there an earthquake? Like what's happening yeah. here? This movie was a big reason I wanted to move to New York because I love the togetherness of this movie, how they bonded together in times of tragedy. And I was like, I want to live in New York. Also, no, no, I'm going to stop you there. (laughs) I know why you like this movie. So first of all, I was keeping you hanging all day long. You were texting me. You were threatening me. (laughs) So all day today, he's like, how are you liking the movie? And I was like purposely just like fucking with him because this month is all about fucking with me so I have to get my jollies in somewhere but I want to say let's get it out of the way this movie is not good wow but 
I very much enjoyed it. Okay, I can deal with that. And I realized you like this movie because it's about a random dude who gets handed a video camera (laughs) and immediately lets it go to his head. Like, he has this camcorder in his hand for 35 seconds before he fully transforms into Andy Cohen and is, like, producing his own reality (laughs) show, which I know you have literally done on multiple occasions with your friends. That's correct. I have. Maybe this one. I like it, but I definitely have. I don't think I have one vacation video, like with a family or friends or whatever, that is truly just like, oh, there's Tiffany at the beach. Like it's full Charlie's Angels plots with like my mom coming out in slow motion of the sea. So maybe you're right. <laughs> However, one more thing. Chelsea, get the HR packets oh, ready. Jesus. So. <laughs> In college, I love this movie so much, and it came out two months before my birthday, that for my birthday, two of my friends got me a butthole vibrator, and they wrote Cloverfield on the box, so like, that was its name. So then, openly, I would say, like, sorry, I'm going to be late, there's a monster invasion, and everybody knew what that meant. That's beautiful. And there's still, to this day, people from college that have not watched this movie because they're scarred from that. I don't blame them. Yeah, understandable. I hate so much about what you just said. Actually, most (laughs) of it. All of it, really. And I was going to tell you my overall issue with the premise of this movie, but the most horrifying thing about this movie is that story that you just told us. Sexual liberation, like Samantha Jones. Mm -hmm. Great. (laughs) My problem with the premise is... I understand found footage movies where they're like, this is a documentary crew or like there is an organic reason why people are motivated to continue to film. And I know at one point the guy is like, people are going to want to know how this all goes down, but I needed more of a backstory of him wanting to be at least a weatherman or there being some purpose to like why he's so dedicated to his craft because I feel like he had absolutely no logical reason for him to be faced with a literal giant monster and be like, no, this is my life now. I'm sorry, if I get stuck with the shitty task of documenting my friend's going away party, that video camera is getting chucked next to that Statue of Liberty's head the moment I see the first explosion. Maybe even before. Maybe the vibration of me throwing the camera is what made the Statue of Liberty's head fall. Or the vibration of that big dildo in your ass. (laughs) Okay. So the movie premiered January 18th, 2008, which does make 2023 its 15 year anniversary. The movie was number one at the box office the weekend it came out, followed by 27 Dresses. So if you want to know what else happened that day, you can go listen to our 27 Dresses episode, because clearly we have a lot, (laughs) a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. when we talk about butthole vibrators in the first 10 minutes and not a thing about the plot. It's about to get juicy. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) I know you hated the plot, both of you. However, (laughs) did... I set you up in terms of like, I realized three days ago that I didn't tell either one of you it was a found footage movie. Do they make you sick? Well, that's sweet of you to think that you didn't tell me. But actually, in fact, you ended our last episode by saying, oh, by the way, it's found footage. Does that make you sick? And I said, yeah. And you said, well, grab a barf bag. I think we're your exact words. <laughs> Well, I didn't tell Jessica to get a barf bag. Hey, it's okay. I got, I got a strong stomach. Okay. 
good. Yeah, I know when this came out, like, people left the theater because they were barfing and stuff. And I remember Blair Witch Project was the same way, but I don't think it bothers me. I felt fine. The <laughs> problem with these type of movies is I already can't see shit. Like, I am blind, mm. and it's so shaky and dark. I kept feeling like I was missing important things. And maybe there just wasn't any plot, so I wasn't actually missing important things. But it was hard for me to see, which made me realize in a real disaster, I would be fucked because I don't know where my glasses are right now. <laughs> and I really need to start preparing for the next spider alien invasion and like have my glasses in a purse ready to go. I'd say. Or just get that surgery. What's it called? LASIK. Yeah, thank you. But one more thing about found footage. So my husband, who I call Dr. Bald, not actually a medical doctor, fun fact. (laughs) He is a high school teacher. And they were talking about that movie Megan is Missing in his class. And they were all, like, horrified. And he had to, like, basically be that kid that tells you Santa's not real. And he's like, you guys know it's a movie, right? Like, it's a style it's a genre and their minds were blown so I don't know if this is speaking to Gen Z at large or just idiots that he teaches but I found that quite amusing that is amusing also perhaps amusing is it called Megan is missing or is it just called missing I don't know I think it's just called missing but that's fine okay well (laughs) it's not Megan the little animatronic girl they knew that was fake I wish it wasn't (laughs) so if you want to see Chelsea look for her glasses and my eyes go dead when she calls movies the wrong title on a movie podcast (laughs) you can check out our patreon at patreon.com slash I am the cute one. It was written by Drew Goddard, who was a staff writer for Buffy and Angel and showrunner of Daredevil on Netflix. Mm. Interesting. It's not a tally for Chelsea to watch Buffy, apparently. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So we'll keep it moving. It was directed by Matt Reeves. And both of these things about Matt Reeves' career shocked me. He was the creator of Felicity, and the writer and director of The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. Oh, wow. The range. Truly. And Cloverfield, like, right in the middle. A perfect mix of the two. That's what I always heard. (laughs) Half Felicity and half Batman. Yeah, that should have been the tagline. It was produced by J.J. Abrams, who also produced and wrote Lost and Alias. I thought Chelsea would like it because of that. I did. Donnie, I'm telling you again. (laughs) It wasn't good, but you liked it. Like Like Lost. Lost. It was exactly like Lost. It had a lot of great ideas and the execution, you know, they made up for with explosions. I think you just didn't see the Easter eggs that I will be pointing out for the next hour. I certainly didn't fucking see anything. I told you I'm blind. (laughs) (laughs) So the budget was 25 million and it made 172 million. Roger Ebert, Chelsea's best friend, gave it three out of four stars, which first of all, I thought Siskel and Ebert's whole gimmick was like thumbs thumbs up or or thumbs thumbs down. down. Yeah. He brought the stars out for this. Three out of four stars. And he said it was an effective film deploying its special effects well and never breaking the illusion that all is happening as we see it. Wow, that's like the first positive thing we've heard old Bob say. He knew Jessica was coming and he had to make up for what she's about to say. (laughs) Sorry, I'm about to talk mad shit. Oh, I can't wait. There is only one tagline for this movie. So normally we play fuck, Mary kill and you have to fuck one, marry one, kill one. But since there is only one, you can just choose which of those three things you'll do to it. The tagline is, something has found us. Much like this giant monster did to everyone in this movie, I am going to kill it. They had one tagline, and that's what they came up with? Yeah. Wow. What are you doing to it, Jessica? I'm going to go with Chelsea. I'm going to say kill. A double homicide. (laughs) 
<laughs> what would you do to it, Donnie? It's going to be a sexually satisfying marriage because I am doing... No, the tagline, I'm going to kill it. The <laughs> reason there was only one tagline, so much mystery surrounded this movie that when it came out, there was only one trailer released cinematically and it was before Transformers, but it was just the scene of the Statue of Liberty head rolling down the street and they didn't even put a movie title there. Oh. So then people left the movie and went to like Google it and stuff to see like J.J. Abrams. Statue of Liberty decapitation movie. <laughs> it's funny because now that you said that, I remember seeing that commercial and I think, I honestly, I think the trailer was a lot more intimidating than what the movie was. Mm. I agree with that. I think it was very intriguing. And then, I don't know, maybe I was just disappointed by the rest of it. But I do remember that trailer. And I actually feel like I saw it in the Transformer movie. So, I don't know. That's a weird memory. but Well, that's what I'm here for, to bring out weird (laughs) memories. I certainly gave you one already. Now you have a new memory to associate with this movie. (laughs) I think I was so hyped up by all of these weird things that I just let the hype take me over and I just went along for the ride because also there were all of these random promotional websites to advertise the movie but things that didn't have to do with the movie like fully like there was no just Cloverfield website there was one called jamieandteddy.com and when you went it was like 11 videos of this girl Jamie who was making these videos for her boyfriend Teddy and then as they went on They started fighting and stuff. They broke up over video, whatever. And then in the last one, she was like, well, I'm going to go cheat on you with a boy at this party. And then that girl is an extra in the party scene. So, like, it was all these weird things like that. See, this is what I'm talking about. J.J. Abrams. Like, so many ideas. He is, like me when I'm unmedicated and my ADHD, I have so many ideas. Donnie has been on the receiving end of my like manic 10 a.m. text messages. Donnie, I've got it all figured out. We're going to be doing this and this. And like, then an hour later, I'm like, hey, just realized I forgot to take my medicine this morning. So disregard. But see, I think that's why I like being your co-host because I love shit like this. Give me as many layers as you can, JJ. But one more thing before we (laughs) truly get to the movie. The movie was so shrouded in mystery that the actors auditioning for the movie were given scenes from like Lost and Alias and stuff. They didn't even know what they were auditioning for. Lizzie Kaplan, who in this place Marlena, but also plays Janice Ian in Mean Girls, she had no idea what the movie was about and thought she was signing on for a romantic comedy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big surprise there. Truly. And also get a better agent because like you might not get the script, but the agent should at least know what kind of movie. It I like is. that J.J. Abrams, once again, I feel like a kindred spirit here because that's what we do with our guests. We're like, Come on and talk about this movie. And now listen to Donnie talk about his butt plug. (laughs) He's an interesting. (laughs) Jessica thought she was being brought on for a romantic comedy. What character, if any, do you identify as? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I would say the cameraman because I'm constantly filming everything. And I'm always that person that's got their phone out. And they're like, oh, there's Jess again with her phone. But see, they should have made his backstory that he was an influencer. Because I would believe that you would continue to film because you're like, well, this is great content. But for him, I'm like, why the fuck? Put the camera down. What are you doing? I agree. I'm with you on that. That was what I was focusing on the whole time. I'm like, the world is under attack and you're so like fixated on, oh, how can I capture this? You're like, run. You're trying to scale a tilting building. Put the camera down. It at least should have been a GoPro or something. Like he was so traumatized. He didn't even remember that he had this thing strapped to his head. 
Speaking of phones, I deeply resonated with Rob's trauma response of frantically trying to charge his phone. Like, I really felt in my spirit that that is something I'd be doing. Like, oh, the world is ending, but I'm at 3% as is per usual. Who are you trying to contact anyway? (laughs) Fucking Beth. Oh, Christ. Which, speaking of, I do resonate with Lily and Beth because Lily didn't have time for had shit the entire movie. All she did was glare at him and tell him to shut up. And Beth, once they pulled that rebar out of her titty, the first thing she did was say, what the hell is that? And then she continued to scream that. So I think somewhere in the middle of those, that's where Donnie lies. Annoyed and scared. The Donald (laughs) Hatfield story. So now, it truly, truly, truly is time to get into the plot of this movie. So Jessica, we're going to give you one minute on the clock. If you could give us any kind of synopsis. Okay, I can do this in less than a minute. Let's go. Oh, okay. (laughs) Opening scene, they wake up. It's just like this couple having a great time and doing a going away party. There's drama. Shit gets real tense. And then all of a sudden, there's an earthquake. You know, everyone's freaking out. And then... You know, we have this giant monster attacking the city and they're just so mm-hmm. fixated on running and trying to capture it <laughs> rather than stay alive. And yeah, basically lots of people die and get eaten and it's real fun and dandy. So <laughs> That should have been the tagline. Real fun and dandy, Cloverfield. I think you managed to add more plot than there actually oh, thank was. You. you missed stuff. You're not allowed to watch these movies at work anymore. Shh. Patreon exclusive. I do my job at work, Donnie. You're right. You're not allowed to watch these movies driving anymore. And this is when we tell everyone Chelsea is a school bus driver. So... (laughs) (laughs) Hold Uh, on, kids. (laughs) Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. So the movie begins with two friends, Rob and Beth, spending the day together at Coney Island after sleeping together the night before. A few things right off the bat. I know I've been talking a lot, but I'm going to talk some more. It's your birthday. Thank you. You're ding ding. Friends should not sleep with friends, and everybody knows this. Would a monster have attacked the city if they didn't sleep together? We'll never know, because they decided to fuck. <laughs> and they also recorded it. Like, can we just time out? Like, yes. who does that? Yeah. And they fucked and recorded it in her father's apartment. We know she lives in New York and he lives in New York. So why are they in the father's apartment? In the right. But I agree with Jess because more important than the location, right. why the camera? If this is the first time two friends are hooking up and they're obviously not telling anybody about it. Was Rob trying to shoot a porn? He spent the first part of it like shooting all of the dad's belongings in this apartment. Like, was he casing the apartment so he could steal from it later? Like, so many and usually questions. When you're like hooking up with somebody for the first time. You're just so overwhelmed by the experience, not by like capturing it. You're like, I need to like document this to remember it forever. Like to me, that's like some serial killer stuff. I feel like if me and a guy friend have had like weird flirty energy and like we finally decide to fuck in my dad's bed and I wake up from my postcoital slumber with a camera, a video camera in my face, I'm going to be like, get the fuck out. I'm never talking to you again, you fucking weirdo. And delete that, too. (laughs) Instead, she just let him live out his kinks as he, like, films him throwing raisinets in her mouth. (laughs) So cringe. (laughs) So, 
For non-New Yorkers, Beth's father's apartment is in the Time Warner building, which is where Beyonce and Jay-Z used to have the penthouse. So if it's not discussed, Beth's father is rich. They should have had like a SWAT team flew in to save the daughter instead of, oh, these friends you hung out with three times. Yeah, if they have Beyonce fuck you money, then like get the president on the line. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Also, and what is the security of the building too? Like Anyone can come in and record. Right, <laughs> I have so many questions. So many so questions. Many. One more thing about this opening scene. I have been dying to go to Coney Island Amusement Park since this movie came out in 2008. So much so that I, on my first date with my husband, I told him, like, oh, I never went to Coney Island before. To this day, he still has never taken me to Coney Island, and I ask for it all the time. And he's given me a life that I love, and he's given me all these other things, but he's never fucking taken me to Coney Island Amusement Park. So, number one, Coney Island, if you're listening, (laughs) please sponsor us. And number two, husband, if you're listening, take me to Coney Island. (laughs) (laughs) May I suggest filming his parents' apartment or his parents' house and then waking him up with a camcorder in his face? And raisinettes. I'll try it. I haven't tried that yet. I've tried everything else. (laughs) So a few weeks later, Rob is Japan-bound for a new job, and his sex tape turned Taurus influencer video is recorded over with footage of his surprise going away party as goodbye testimonials are recorded by HUD, the group's resident awkward loser. Sorry, Jessica. It's all good. (laughs) I can accept it. I accept it. And he's also someone that should go to a doctor sooner than later because this man has the shakes. He does not know how to hold a camera steady. Oh my gosh. I do think it's really funny that the guy from Workaholics is like notoriously the biggest douche ever and his face gets shown like one total time. Who is that? The HUD guy, right? He was on Workaholics, wasn't he? No. He was on Deadpool. Did you watch Silicon Valley? No. But I didn't watch Workaholics either. The guy who plays the guy BJ BJ uh, Miller. There we go. Once again, let me take this opportunity. Thank you to everyone for giving me this platform that I totally deserve to talk about pop culture and one more time. This is why we had to switch to comedy genre instead of Mm -hmm. movies. Well, this is an example of me only like kind of listening when people talk because Mm -hmm. my husband was telling me about this guy and like how awful he is. And clearly, I wasn't listening to what show he was on, but. I do love the laundry list because this makes more sense about Deadpool because apparently like he started a war with Ryan Reynolds being like, I'll never work with him again because it's weird that he hates me. And then he like <laughs> made a fake bomb threat while on a train. Oh, I didn't know that. And then when he was written off his show, which apparently is not Workaholics, <laughs> he did an interview with the Hollywood Reporter that it was a joke and that it was like a funny trick to play on everybody that he would be leaving. But he compared himself to Kramer on Seinfeld and was like, they would never write off Kramer. And then the show's creator was like, oh, no, we're writing him off. And then oh. a bunch of like skeezy stuff wow. and allegations Ooh, yeah. too. Yeah, I've heard that. But it just made me laugh that his face wasn't in this movie more than like five times. It's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, guy. BJTJ. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I was asked to do testimonials at my friend's wedding the day of. So I maybe did too. I clearly didn't do it. Because number one, you have a videographer, have them do it. Or ask me to do it in advance. But I'm eating the same $60 chicken breast as everyone else. And I'm not in the wedding party. One more time, I would like to reiterate, being part of your wedding day is for you. It's not Mm -hmm. a present Mm -hmm. to me. That's awful. Yeah. So that is why I do not relate to HUD at all. Because I didn't even do it for a wedding. I'm certainly not going to do it at a 
<laughs> monster attack. Yeah. Right. Imagine he like puts the camera up to the monster's face at the end and he's like, and what do you think about Rob moving to Japan? I monster? mean, he practically did. Because that camera did not go off when the monster's in his face. So at Rob's party, we meet the rest of our crew. Rob's brother, Jason. Jason's girlfriend, Lily. Janice Ian, who is named Marlena in this movie. But I'll probably... Call her Genesee Ann. Mm-hmm. And she's only there because she's friends with Lily. She doesn't even know Rob. And the new guy that Beth is dating, Travis, who you may know from Superstore. <laughs> if not, I know him from Superstore. Okay. That's enough. That is how I knew him. He looked familiar to me, but yeah. clearly wasn't. Do you think that this cast is softly stacked? Because the answer is yes. It's not like Blake Lively and Adam Brody's, but it is a solid B-list of supporting. Oh, yeah. It's like the fourth most popular person from TV shows and movies. (laughs) Well, and I didn't realize this, too. I I guess re-watching this again, there is a lot of people that I recognize in this movie from, like, other shows. And, like, I don't remember his character name, but Theo Rossi's in there. And I know he was in Sons of Anarchy. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't even know if he had a character name. I don't know. I mean, he must. He made a little video. That's true. But in and out very quickly. I don't even know if we saw him die. I don't think we did. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he was the sole survivor. He was the final girl. (laughs) Maybe. That's who will be in the sequel. (laughs) So, with Travis at the party, two things happen. First, the news of Beth and Rob sleeping together spreads through the party faster than when everyone finds out Rizzo's pregnant in Greece. But also, Rob transcends into a... Actually, I don't want to answer. Tell me your thoughts about Rob, both of you. So I'm off to a great start. I've already lost all credibility, you know, at this point, two years ago, but... The casting of the brothers was too good because I couldn't tell them apart. I kept being like, wait, which one is this? Like, I was almost relieved when the one got chucked off the bridge because I'm like, oh, thank God. There's only one I have to worry about. But I will say, I was initially thinking, because this is where we kind of learn, oh, they're not dating their friends, which I was then spiraling about that whole first scene because that paints it in a totally different (laughs) light, which we've already discussed at nauseum. But because I thought it was his... Ex showing up to his going away party with a new boyfriend. At first, I was like, fuck this girl. Like, you don't even want to do a testimonial and you're showing up to this party. But then, when I find out that, like, they had been, like, in love with each other and finally hooked up and then he ghosted her, I mean, I'm always going to hate the man. So I felt right at home. I'm with Chelsea on that, too. I had a hard time distinguishing characters, too, because I honestly thought they were the same people. I think that was something I needed a little bit more clarity on because I didn't feel like that was communicated very well. Mm. I was kind of confused as to, like, the intermingling of the friends, and I I had a hard time kind of following that. But, yeah, he's... I didn't... I'm really not a fan of any of the men in this movie, so... Good. Well, I'm with you. He is awful. Yeah, he ghosts her, first of all. And then he says that terrible thing about, like, good luck tonight, Travis. And then, after that, like, you already are a douchebag, then you regret what you said and make your friends go back towards where fucking monsters are. Yeah. Shitty friend. Like, at that point, just... Let her die. We'll get there. But uh, <laughs> like you already made your bed. Now lie in Beth's <laughs> father's. Before I move on, though, I do want to talk about the gossip about Beth and Rob because I do love gossip, but I only spread it if I am not told. That's Don't. horrifying to find out three years into our friendship, <laughs> but okay. Well, no, because like my husband is a comedian as 
most people know. And I had to tell him the rule because he will talk shit about people in our home, like calling you the Hillary Clinton of podcasting. Yep. That is something he called me. Just as a joke. And <laughs> yeah. then I laugh. So then I tell the people like, oh, Quinn just said this about you. So then he's like, well, you weren't supposed to say that. But like, <laughs> then tell me I'm not supposed to say that. Uh-huh. So now there is a rule. He has to like joke about someone. I laugh and then say, don't tell anyone. Because if you see me on my phone after you make me laugh, yes, I am telling somebody. (laughs) If you tell me someone's kids look like the puppets in the swamp of Eureka's Castle, I'm going to tell them unless you tell me not to. But that's kind of funny. Like, you can't not laugh at that insult. Even if it's true, you're just like, okay, touche. Is this your way of telling me that Quinn thinks my kids look like the sewer puppets from Eureka's Castle? No! Oh, my God, no. (laughs) I was going to say, they are kind of (laughs) cute. They are cute. And he never said that about anyone. I picked those two characters randomly today to make a joke and put it in my outline. But now that I say it, I do see I'm going to do a (laughs) side-by-side and send it <laughs> but plans for the rest of the night and the rest of their lives actually go to hell when an earthquake and explosions hit New York City. The group takes to the streets, as does the head of the Statue of Liberty, and they discover that this is the work of a Godzilla like monster who tears the city to shit. And it's eating people, apparently, too. And since Manhattan is an island, they realize their best shot at safety is to cross the bridge into Brooklyn and get the fuck out. The number one rule is you do not go on a bridge in a disaster film. You are going to die. Yeah. If you go on a bridge, you will die. And that's one thing I, I notice in, like, horror movies or, like, apocalyptic movies. Everyone makes such poor decisions. I mm-hmm. understand what you're saying. Where should they have gone then? I guess that's the problem But that's why I live in suburbia. Well, it's why I live in Brooklyn. Because they were trying to get to Brooklyn. Quinn flat out, and he doesn't say because of Cloverfield. I think we're talking more about terrorists. But he, like, refuses to ever live in Manhattan. I have an issue with bridges. I'm not afraid of bridges, and I'm not really afraid of heights. But every time I drive over a bridge, I spend the entire time thinking about how I would escape my car. Mm. Fun fact, did you know that the headrest on your chair, you can pop it up in those little spiky things? That is so that you can bash your window open. I did Mm. read that, but I think there are some cars where it doesn't come off. Is that broken? Well, I don't know. When I rent <laughs> a car, I always like to make sure, just in oh, case. Now, yeah. I haven't decided when I'll take my seatbelt off. That's something I go back and forth about. Like, <laughs> do you wait until you're in the water, mm. before the water? And when I'm driving alone with my girls, that's when I really spiral because none of us can swim. So we are fucked. Well, you think that, but they're the swamp monsters from Eureka's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be right at home. Jessica, do you like bridges? I'm not like. Are you a fan? I love bridges. I love no. It doesn't scare me. Like I mean, I don't know. I have never had like an irrational fear with bridges. I think I've just watched too many movies where there are so many disastrous scenes where bridges, like especially like Spider Man and mm. the cargoes, are like, holding on to like the spider webs and stuff like that. And I think like disasters like that, they're kind of like intrusive thoughts. But I don't have like an irrational fear. More of my irrational fear comes from heights. Me too, but I think bridges are like an addition to height. Like we are high and you're over water. Yeah. That's true. Because I'm terrified of heights. I always think it's going to be such a cute little fun thing to do when my friends come to visit New York to go on the Brooklyn Bridge. And then I'm like 10 feet across and my knees are buckling and I like wow. have to crawl. It's not cute. Even if you walk like in the middle of it? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Uh-huh. I'm terrible. Remember, this was a couple years ago, and I was taking pictures on a bridge where I live, and the bridge lifted. <gasps> so it closes on the sides. Like, it has, like, doors. And then the center lifts because it's over water, and it's pretty low. And I was like, I'm just going up, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, we're doing this. God. It's not as scary as I think it would sound, but <laughs> it was kind of like going on, a, like, an amusement park ride. I don't know. Like the Tower of Terror. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I make my intrusive thoughts seem more scary because, again, I do think of all that when I'm driving over a bridge, but I'm not afraid. It's more just like a logistics conversation between me and my brain, you know? Like an escape route, essentially. So now I have a new fear of the alien spider monster. I'm sure I'm going to have a whole new to-do list going over the bridge the next time. That's the noise it makes. But the group doesn't have to worry about their fear of heights long because the bridge is destroyed, as is Rob's brother Jason. The remaining people rush back to Manhattan where Rob gets a call that Beth is stuck, wherever the hell that could be, and bleeding in her apartment. Suddenly he's a hero and needs to go save her instead of listening to the army or whoever and mandatorily evacuate the city like they tell them to. Am I the asshole? There's not one person in my life that I would go back towards a monster to get. Maybe my husband. Maybe. My cat would be the only one. That's it. My cat, that's it. Well, you're not saving your cat, Donnie. That's for sure. (laughs) I would give those spider monsters her address. And if Quinn doesn't take you to Coney Island soon, then forget about it. He's done too. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. 
While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Like, I understand that he's just lost his brother and now he's like, well, fuck it. I have to go rescue her, whatever. I think it is that everybody else comes along. Like, at what point is your guilt transferred? Like, you're guilty because you were a shitty person to this girl you liked. And then at what point do you become guilty that, like, you've gotten everybody else killed, too? Yeah. yeah. Like, speaking of intrusive thoughts, if I was him... After, spoiler alert, after Janice Ian's stomach explodes, I would say, like, I will spend the rest of my life in therapy, and that's still not going to do anything. I'm getting all of my friends killed. What a lovely, cheery movie you've chosen for your birthday month. And we're ending the month with Jennifer's body or death. Everyone in the group, though, knows that what he is saying is wrong. They do not want to go back for Beth, and yet... They do. They sure do. And this leads to this week's cutie submissions because I asked our listeners what was the wildest thing they've done because a friend asked them to. And I was expecting like some silly party stories or some like, you know, kooky adventures. I need to stop underestimating the chaos (laughs) that these people bring in. Oh, I can't wait. Jesus Christ. So let's start (laughs) off. Number one, I hid her boyfriend's gun at my parents' house because he was a member of the 311 Boys, Uh which, if you don't remember, was the teen gang in Las Vegas in the early 2000s. So, yay, being an accomplice. Well, wait, how big was the 311 It was like a big deal in like well, not, no, like size of the gang, do you know? Oh. Like, are we dealing with a celebrity here or was it like millions of people? I'm sure with my <laughs> internet detective skills, sorry that I'm like, all answers are anonymous. I should clarify to the people that listen to this podcast. However, yeah. I am a private investigator and I will be discovering this member of the gang tonight. <laughs> all I need is one username and a zip code, maybe. <laughs> I peed in a cup for their drug test that their parents were making them take. I was oh. about 15 or 16. Well, who hasn't done that? <laughs> <laughs> Not me, but my brother once gave himself a swirly at school because a friend asked him to. Oh, ew. People do that? I don't know. It was just like a, like a myth. Right. <laughs> I've never seen anybody wow. do that. I know, like in movies talk about it, but I that's yeah. just never crossed my mind. Yeah, wow. and I feel like that would be, you know how like you can't strangle yourself because like your body doesn't let you do it? I feel like giving a <laughs> swirly to myself would be the same way. I would like put my hand on the toilet handle and it would <laughs> smack me instead. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like in movies, it's always like waterboarding adjacent. Like they're always like getting their head dunked. So Mm. it's like, what's the process if you're doing it to yourself? Do you like (laughs) hit the flusher and then dunk? Or are you already dunked and you're just like reaching around blindly? Like I want to know logistics here. So many questions. (laughs) So So many. many questions. Two more. She asked me to show my tits to her guy friend because he was sad. I did. Obviously, I was drunk. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, I got blessed. The last one. I wore lingerie to a club for free entry, but it turns out she misunderstood the flyer, so I was in a jacket all night. (gasps) I need a follow-up conversation. Did the friend go in lingerie, or did the friend set you up like Legally Blonde? (gasps) Oh, yeah. Well, she said she misread the flyer, so I'm assuming they went together. But what was the misreading? (laughs) Like, what was it actually? (laughs) 
Was it like laryngitis night and everybody was like whispering and you're there in like your teddy, you know? Well, no, remember though when I went to what I thought was 80s night, but they just meant there was going to be 80s music <laughs> and I showed up in an 80s costume. Oh. It could be like that, but I don't know what lingerie music right. is. It was just a lounge singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> when the army begins actively firing in the streets, a cab. The group is chased into the subway and decides their best route is through the subway fucking tunnels. The subway is already crazy as hell on a normal commute, and I would never, ever decide, oh, let me walk through the subway tunnels during a monster attack. No, I think this is dumber than the bridge, because now you're choosing to put yourself below ground, and unless you're in a planned bunker, I don't want to be underground. Yeah. We see that the monster is just swinging its tail and knocking shit over. And we've seen those little spider creatures that it gives oh, birth to. we have. To. Yeah, they were on the news. So those little things can go everywhere. We'll find out. They sure do. I yeah. find those scarier than the bigger monster. Come on, come on. Yeah. I'm with you on that because I had like PTSD to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets yes. with Aragog. And I was like, oh, oh my God. It's like Aragog's children on crack. Like, <laughs> yes. killing people. I'm like, this is like what I think of at night. When they're under that subway thing and turn on night vision and those three are just on the roof or ceiling or whatever, terrifying. Okay. Well, Donnie already blew my cover. I did watch this at work. I am not a bus driver. (laughs) I was in an office, but I screamed on three separate occasions from my office. At one point, a coworker knocked on the door and was like, everything all right in there? I'm like, oh, sorry. I thought I saw a bug. I did see a fucking bug. It's a giant spider monster. While we're on the topic of the subway, really quick, I do know mental health is a real issue and not handled properly at all in this country. I don't like that you're starting with this. With that said, I will be using the word crazy to describe people, Mm -hmm. to describe three people, actually. On the subway last week, I went on the train and there was a crazy person in the middle of the train. So no one was sitting near him. He was dressed like a businessman, but he was yelling like, everybody get the fuck away from me. So everybody did. So then I sat like, two six through the way through like the second quadrant of the train so then at the next stop someone got on quadrant one and quadrant six so now there is again crazy person in the front middle and back of the train so the guy at the front of the train heard voices in his head and he started yelling at them so loudly like saying they're following me they're following so everyone that was on that side of the train moved to the center and then when they went there the guy in the center was like get the fuck away from me so then they went to the back of the train and when the people moved there the woman that was there just started screaming like a horror movie high pitch high pitch screaming so then that set off the guy in the front of the train he crossed through touched me scared me to death he was like excuse me i need to get through he kept walking to the back of the train and then started beating this woman up so (gasps) then at the next stop i i was like everyone to a new car so then me and all the non-crazy people went to a different car so this other woman was like police police the police came into that car god knows what happened i wasn't there anymore but that is why i don't go into the subway jesus christ (laughs) welcome to new york we've been waiting for you and see the togetherness (laughs) just like cloverfield taught me i was like everyone this way quick let me film it put it on tiktok the group is attacked by the parasite spiders in the tunnel (laughs) janice ian is bit and when they find their way back above ground janice is taken into custody by the military where her eyes begin bleeding she vomits blood and then she explodes (laughs) 
What are your thoughts, you guys? <laughs> I don't do graphic stuff. I don't really watch scary movies. Uh, I'm getting better. I'm trying to like overcome that fear and I'm getting a little bit better. But I was like, ha! Like I literally like let out an audible like, ha! Like when that happened, I was too. like, oh, that was gross. <laughs> Jessica, next year we'll bring you back for High School Musical 3. I do apologize. We won't stray from the path again. I do like the common theme, though, that everyone's going to be terrorized one way or another by Donnie Appreciation Month. Everybody's going to pay their dues. It's okay. Yeah, because the guest coming on for High School Musical 2, she flat out told me, I've never saw the first. I was like, that's okay. Come on, we'll have fun. So, like, she also will be terrorized. You are Jigsaw yes. from Saw. We are all going to end this month by sawing off our leg like look at that maniacal cheshire cat oh. grin you have jesus that's the happiest that i've been in months <laughs> no but if i were janice and i just got bit by one of these spider creatures i mean obviously we know what's coming but she doesn't yet i would dick punch that guy with the camera like get that fucking camera out of my face maybe if you didn't have that strap to your hand i wouldn't have had to come back for you and get bit Right. But it's funny because you see that same theme in today, too. Like, we see everybody with their phone out doing yeah. the same mm. thing in crisis. Yeah, that is true. We haven't evolved that much. It's just <laughs> no. more compact. Yeah. Actually, we're all just kind of living in a found footage era. That's true. <laughs> so, then there were three. And <laughs> if, a, <laughs> if a general monster attack, two dead friends, and parasite spiders wasn't enough of a high-stakes situation... They are informed by the military that if they don't return to Columbus Circle by 6 a.m., the entire island of Manhattan will be blown up. I've watched this movie repeatedly, and this is a plot point I've missed. No pressure. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, the army guy didn't seem that professional when he's like, oh, that guy's out there winning. We're losing right now, like, to yeah. civilians. No bedside manner. None. Yeah. No bedside manner. Like, None. sorry about your bite, ma'am. You're gonna explode soon. But also, like, just to give out clearly classified information to virtual strangers. He's like, oh, by the way, we're going to be killing all these innocent people if this doesn't work out. So best of luck. <clears throat> and you're saying it to someone with a video camera. Like, what <laughs> yeah. if they were like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then got on the helicopter, got away. Give that to the news and say the government blew up all of Manhattan. Right. Well, he also was like, put that camera away. And then just like didn't take it. It should be like a, give me that camera. I'm going to destroy this. You can't yeah. be filming here. Not like, okay, yeah. stop filming me now, but hit record as soon as you go on that rescue mission, but be back before 6 a.m. And also let me tell you about our other secrets. Do you want the password to the Wi-Fi of the Capitol? The yeah. uh, I know that our cameraman, HUD, is supposed to be the comic relief, but he is so goddamn so annoying. <laughs> I would have killed him myself and made it look like a spider bit him. That's, yeah, that's a valid point. <laughs> you look over and Donnie's just chomping into his neck like he's Edward from Twilight. Yeah, he was awful. I did cheer, spoiler alert. When he died, I cheered. I was so happy. I was like, good riddance. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if you were supposed to feel that, but like if I was in the movie, when I'm stressed out, I do not need you making little jokes at anyone's expense. Well, we wouldn't do well in a disaster situation together because I just start making a lot of jokes when I'm uncomfortable or being traumatized. Like this traumatized? My humor only gets darker. <laughs> it's the best coping mechanism. Yes. So no promises there. But 
The dialogue of this movie was so clunky, especially when they were trying to be heartfelt. But mm. I would have, like, if my brother had just died and I see you like, hey, man, sorry about your brother. I'm so sorry <laughs> your brother died. As I see you zooming in on my face, I would be like, get the fuck away from me, you <laughs> weird, creepy stalker. I don't know. And maybe I'm just brainwashed. I don't know if the dialogue was clunky. I think that is just... But it was everybody because it was even like when the brother, the twin brother that wasn't a twin and (laughs) HUD, when they were confronting the other brother about sleeping with his Mm. friend, they were like, Go, go talk to her, man. Go talk to her. Okay, I don't know what to say, man. All right, go talk to her. And it's like, did you sleep with her, man? Tell us the truth. Give it to us straight. You know why you didn't notice? Because it was like a stage play. It was like how like a high school production would put it on. No, it was because I don't have interactions with straight men so i just assume that's how they act (laughs) hey man go talk go say your feelings bro they finally reach beth and she's still alive thank god because how pissed would you have been as a viewer if an hour into the movie we went to save her and she was dead already yeah i would have just turned it off been like okay we're done we're done (laughs) fuck this so they pull her loose from the rebar in her titty and drag her to columbus circle but not before getting attacked by a parasite on the steps and it's here where my love for Beth truly comes into its height because I mentioned it already but the first thing she does as soon as it gets pulled out of her chest she's like what the hell is that and then for the next five minutes she just screams that over and over she screams it again when we see the spider screams it again when she sees the monster close up just truly I think that back half of the movie that is her only line repeated and if she were here today recording this podcast every time you went she'd scream again what the hell is that I want Donnie to record that, and I want that as a ringtone, so like my phone goes off. Like, <laughs> and that's when they're hit. But then the other noise is just this. It's really good. I've been doing a lot of research. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to make a montage, a real montage of you just going. <laughs> that's going to be our promo. Happy Please Donnie so. Appreciation Month. <laughs> Include you and Jessica doing it, too. You're both very mm, good at it. We'll see. <laughs> Lily gets put in a helicopter and flies away to safety, thank Christ. But as HUD, Rob, and Beth get in theirs, they are attacked where they land in Central Park. HUD is eaten and Beth and Rob use their camera to record, if you find us it means we're dead videos, before the clock strikes 6am and they are blown up, but not before saying I love you. How romantic. (laughs) Now, I do know that that is the end of the plot, But Chelsea didn't. She didn't have her glasses on. Jessica, did you see when we go back to Coney Island and they're on the Ferris wheel, if you look in the horizon line in the sea, something drops out of the sky into the ocean. I did not notice that. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Maybe I wasn't that invested, but I mean. (laughs) Jessica was like, thank God I've made it. Finally, this movie's over. Yeah, if you look like at the horizon line of the ocean, you see something from the sky drop in. So I don't know if it's an egg sent from space. I don't know if it's the government dropping this monster in like a just add water experiment. But something does fall into the sea. And that something is Cloverfield. Mm, That something was my hopes and dreams (laughs) sinking to the bottom of the sea. Oh, God. (laughs) I do want to reiterate, I did really enjoy this movie, and I got the same rush I get from a disaster film because the thing I love most about disaster movies is they are not good, but I 
love talking shit about them. And I love thinking about how I would do it differently and survive, even though in real life, I am not surviving a disaster. Let's be real. But I like to imagine. Same. If we're in a disaster situation, I'm the first to go. We all know that. Nice knowing you. Don't even waste your time no, on it. No, I need one of those Nazi pills. What are they called? Cyanide <gasps> pills. I just need it in like a little box. But the problem is then, what if I think something's happening and it's not? Like, what if a car backfires and I just pop it in? Yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. The fact that you're a person who has admitted to shoving your dresser against the door when Quinn is out of town. I don't know if you need a cyanide pill <laughs> in the bedside table. I am getting more comfortable when he's gone, though, because he's gone so much. Now I just put a little bin of socks there. Like, I know that's not really going to protect me. I just need to hear a thump. Why don't you put a bell on the door? That's what my mom did <gasps> when I was in high school. There were bells on all the doors. So then I just got really good at, like, holding the bell and, like, sneaking out quietly. I don't know why we didn't get a home security system. Them, but my mom really thought those little would alert her. It did. Well, that's a good idea. But then if the cat touches it, then I'll be horrified. Oh, oh. yeah. You can't have bells with a cat around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So final thoughts. If we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake or what would we want the plot to a sequel to? <laughs> Jessica looks, when you asked her that, it looks like we just asked her how we want to kill. There's no answer that will satisfy her. She's like, never again should this movie be made. I've already had to sit through it once. Okay, so I didn't put this in my original answer, but I do think we were onto something with like the TikTok footage. I think that would be a yeah. good lens to view it from. But I did actually cast it, so God knows what you're going to think of it because, you know, <clears throat> my track record isn't very well, good. Good luck to everyone. Yeah. So Janice Ian, I think Aubrey Plaza would kill it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good For one. the brothers, I thought Chris and Liam Hemsworth. Cute. Okay. For Beth, I think Allison Williams, because I think she's just like a horror movie girly at this point. Mm -hmm. For the other girlfriend, I think Selena Gomez. And then for the camera person, I think Austin Butler, because it would be funny to have <laughs> Elvis's voice narrate the movie. <laughs> I would watch I like that. that. I would watch that one. <laughs> a hunk of burning love coming down from the sky. <laughs> First, I forgot Austin Butler was someone that exists, and I thought you said Austin Powers. <laughs> He's like, yeah, baby. Yeah, I would be fine with that voice as well. <laughs> I actually did the same. I said the Hemsworth brothers, too. Oh. Wow. Ironic. I said Emma Watson as Janice Ian's character, just because I know she's been in This Is The End. Oh, and yeah. just in spite of TJ Miller being a shitty person, I casted Ryan Reynolds <gasps> because it could have turned comedy. Mm -hmm. I would have watched that if Ryan Reynolds was narrating it. <laughs> yeah. Love That's that. a great choice. So, two sequels do exist. 10 Cloverfield Lane and The Cloverfield Paradox, but they're anthology. So, like, it's about other people what they were doing at the time of the attack oh. or like little Easter mm. eggs like, oh, remember when they looked at the sky at that red light? This is why the red light happened. Like shit like that. Mm. Next year, we will cover 10 Cloverfield Lane. However, we're never going to watch the one in space. That one just doesn't need to There's exist. one that's in space? Yeah, the third one. Wow. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, But in January 2021, it was announced that a new sequel is on the way that's going to just be a direct continuation of this. Oh, like the aftermath. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know if it's going to follow Lily or if it'll just be like 
building a new city from the start. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. But mm-hmm. either way, I did not come prepared because I just want a Lily sequel. What it will be, God only knows. Mm-hmm. But I love her so much. Love that. <laughs> Thank you. So final, final thoughts. What about this movie aged well and what aged like blockbuster? I think like all disaster movies, everything for both. Everything aged well and everything aged like blockbuster. Like besides there being like flip phones, I don't think anything was so glaring that it took me out of the experience. I think this movie could be made today and it would be pretty similar. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I saw it was found footage, I was like, oh, I know what this is going to be and I'm going to enjoy myself and (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's going to be terrible. Honestly, I liked the cast a lot more. I think they did a good job with casting it. I think for me, it was a little slow. And I think that's maybe Mm. just being in 2023 where everything is so fast paced, Mm -hmm. but also considering the time in 2008. And it's also, like you said, it's a found footage movie. So it's going to be more real life experience. But for me, it just felt like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. We could have cut out a few testimonials at that party, I think. Like, we got the gist. He was bad at the camera. We got it. But that being said, I was so relieved when I saw that it was, like, from literal start to finish was an hour and, like, 25 minutes. Wonderful. Can't complain Which, one last bit of trivia before we leave. Once you take the credits out of it, it's the exact length of one of those small little videotapes that you have to, like, put into a camera. Cute. I like uh-huh. that. Another J.J. Abrams <laughs> detail that nobody asked for. Set that alarm, J.J. It's important for it to go <laughs> off so you can take your medicine. <laughs> you think you're going to remember. You're not. Set that alarm. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica, for torturing yourself and coming on to cover this movie. With <laughs> for us. being of your very own apocalyptic <laughs> scenario with us. It was a pleasure. Before you go, let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can find you. Yes, I am on both Instagram and TikTok at Jessica Conrad and two underscores on the end. Thank you. And tune in next week for week two of Donnie Appreciation Month, where we will be covering High School Musical 2. Chelsea's terror continues. (sighs) God bless America and God bless me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Love Love you like like a sister. sister. Hi. Hi, Donnie. It's Zell, your burlesque sister. I actually just got done listening to Express, thinking about our routine. And I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I am allowing you to share the month of March with me in Aries, even though you're a Pisces. And that means you're pretty special to me. So I hope you have the best birthday. Please do not cause Chelsea too much stress or Quinn for that matter. Love you. Can't wait to go see Moulin Rouge. Bye. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash IamTheCuteOne. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk Talk to you later. later. Love you like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.